You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council. So far through eight days of free agency, the Carolina Panthers have done pretty much everything I asked of them a week ago. They've gone out and added to the defensive line with Shai Tuttle, signing him on a three-year, $19.5 million deal with $13 million guaranteed in signing. Not just Shai, they also brought in Deshaun Williams, who played last season in Denver under new Panthers defensive coordinator, Ajero Averro, and understands a new 3-4 scheme that he's bringing here to Carolina. They also went out there and brought in Von Bell, the former captain in Cincinnati with the Bengals on a three-year, $22.5 million deal with $13 million guaranteed in signing. And the most important part of that signing is Jeremy Chin, who's played safety the last few years in Carolina, can now go back and play more of a linebacker hybrid role closer to the line of scrimmage like he played in 2020 when the NFL robbed him of the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year award that he rightfully deserved. He definitely earned in that Minnesota game where he scored touchdowns on back-to-back plays. Now, Chin, any more playmaking position going into 2023. They also went out there and got that bridge quarterback, that veteran backup, that mentor to whoever they take number one overall and Andy Dalton on a two-year, $10 million deal. And Lord... Thank you. They brought in a pass-catching tight end in Hayden Hurst, three years, $21.75 million. And again, $13 million fully guaranteed. Seems to be the lucky number here in Carolina. And on Sunday, they went out and finally brought in a veteran wide receiver after having to do what they had to do to get to number one. And that meant giving up DJ Moore, your number one wide receiver. They brought in Adam Thielen, three years, $25 million, 14 of it guaranteed 10 million of it coming in the first year here in 2023 and they've also gone out there and add another offensive lineman which I failed to mention last week uh Justin McRae who's now here to be possibly the fill-in at right guard for Austin Corbett if he does miss time to start the season which I anticipate and I'm hoping doesn't happen but I'm certainly concerned about that Cade Mays could also fill in but now you have a veteran Justin McRae and that fills the void if you can even call it a void of Pat Elfline being cut here in Carolina to save some money and they've also gone out there and brought in a running back in Miles Sanders four years 25 million dollars while you're paying running backs but still Miles Sanders has a purpose and a role to play in this offense, and it makes more sense to have someone who can do the things that he can do than someone who can just really do one thing in a Deontay Foreman. Just don't love it at the price, and it's kind of like a Christian McCaffrey light, if you can really say that about Miles Sanders. Coming off a 1,000-yard rushing season, he's also a pretty good receiver out of the backfield. That adds another option for Dalton and, of course, the rookie quarterback whenever the time comes for him to start. So the Carolina Panthers have done pretty much everything I've asked of them. They've checked all the boxes, and I don't have much to complain about at all with anything, but I do have one hang-up, 
when listening to Frank Reich and Scott Fitterer speak to the media on Monday. Frank Reich says that he feels that they're putting the rookie quarterback in a good position to succeed in 2023. And Fitterer also said that everything they've done is to support the rookie quarterback. And I can't argue with what Scott Fitterer has said, because that's true. They brought in Adam Thielen for the rookie. They brought in Hayden Hurst for the rookie. They brought in Miles Sanders for the rookie. They brought in McCray for the rookie. Like, they've done all of these moves on offense with the rookie quarterback in mind so that the foundation would be better for him. Because look at what he was inheriting. Terrace Marshall, Shai Smith, LaVisca Chenault, you combined their numbers last season, and that's pretty much what Adam Thielen did last year in Minnesota, minus the 300 extra yards receiving. Like the last couple of years in Jacksonville and Carolina, LaVisca Chenault only has two combined touchdowns. He had five his rookie year in Jacksonville. I had someone tell me in my DMs, oh, LaVisca has DJ Moore-like traits. I'm like, in what way? Is this guy going to catch for 1,000 yards? I doubt that. He's not really out there rushing that well. I mean, in what way are you seeing that? Yes, he made a couple plays last year, and credit to him, but he had the 200 yards receiving. He's not... DJ Moore, he certainly does not have the traits. I don't I don't see him. I'm missing it there. Shai Smith looked great in the preseason. It, it never really materialized. And Terrace Marshall, I still believe that Terrace Marshall will be an impact player here in Carolina. I just not have I've just not seen enough of it so far. And his first two seasons are less combined than what Adam Thielen did last year in Minnesota. They needed a veteran in that position group room. And they also need someone to put in the slot who is an expert route runner, can catch the football, yeah, maybe he's lost a step or two. Okay, fine. What the Panthers hoping to get out of Thielen is likely more than what they got out of all those guys combined a year ago. So the Panthers have done so much so far in eight days to aid the rookie. But I have a hard time buying into they're putting the rookie in a good position heading into 2023. Because just here's the reality of things. And I told you all this last Monday when free agency opened up. The best teams in the NFL build their teams through the draft. Look at all the top players here in Carolina. Shaq Thompson, Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin, Ike Iquanu, Taylor Moten. Those guys were drafted here. And you've seen in the past, like last season, when the Panthers knew it was a priority for them to fix the offensive line, they didn't just draft Icky. They went out there in free agency, and they brought in Bradley Bozeman, who played well and who they had now rewarded with a three-year, $18 million deal. They brought in Austin Corbett, who was excellent for them a year ago. That's how you want to do it. You want to build the foundation via the draft, and then you want to fill the gaps, the holes in your roster via free agency which the Panthers have done with Von Bell, what they've done with Adam Thielen to a certain extent, what they've done with Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst. They have filled the gaps. But the gaps are not equating to one of the best pass-catching groups in the NFL. Let's just be honest with ourselves and just look at the reality of the situation. Adam Thielen, Terrace Marshall, Shai Smith, LaVisca Chenault, that quartet is one of the worst wide-receiving quartets in the NFL. Thielen is not what he once was. I still think he's a good player. Hopefully the injury that he had last year in Minnesota does not follow him here to Carolina this year or next year when really they have to pay him the $14 million, and he would love to be here for three years, and I would love to have Adam Thielen here for three years as long as he's producing. But he's here to do more than just, of course, play football and contribute. He's here to be that veteran presence and the mentors to some of these young guys like Marshall, like Smith, like Chenault. But that quartet 
it's not great if we're just being honest with ourselves. It can be better because Marshall, I think, can make that next jump. Just not sure how big of a jump it's truly going to be. And I can hope and wish and pray that he's going to be the player that he always could have been had he been healthy at LSU and who I hope he will be in Carolina. That all remains to be seen. And as I've told you in the past, hope is not a plan. Smith, Chenault, don't really have high expectations for them. Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, you cannot ignore them and cross them out of the equation as far as it goes past catchers here in Carolina. Because Sanders can do some things for you out of the backfield. He's going to be a valuable asset when you compare what the Panthers have had the last couple seasons where, honestly, with McCaffrey not healthy, who have they had to throw the football to? They had Amir Abdullah for a couple games there in 2021, but Foreman is not that. Chuba Hubbard, as we know, certainly has struggled to catch the football. He's that not he's not that kind of player, but Sanders, he gives you something. And Hayden Hurst, coming off a really good year in Cincinnati, he also fills a void that the Panthers have had since Greg Olson started having foot problems here in Carolina with all the breaks. And Ian Thomas never fulfilled the promise of him being that replacement for Greg. And I'm not saying that Hayden Hurst is a replacement for Greg Olson, because we can't forget about how good Greg Olson was here in Carolina with those consecutive 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Not expecting Hayden Hurst to come out there and do that, but I'm expecting him to be a key part of the passing game. The rookie has more now than what Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and P.J. Walker had a season ago. Of course, really, when you look at it, I'm talking about the final 12 games when McCaffrey gets traded away, when Robbie Anderson gets traded away, and when it's Deontay Foreman, it's Chuba Hubbard in the backfield, it's DJ, it's Terrace, it's Shy, it's LaVisca, and kind of Hollywood Higgins who we never saw, and then Ian Thomas and Tommy Trimble. That was a terrible collection of pass catchers. It's gotten better, but it has not gotten better to the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, we're cooking now. We're ready to go. I saw a really funny tweet on Sunday evening, someone saying that you couldn't get arrested at TSA with the Panthers' weapons. And I got a chuckle out of that, and in a way, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't think it's as bad as maybe I'm making it out to be, and I'm really not trying to make it out to be bad because I'm not trying to sit here and taper down people's excitement because everyone should be excited about what Scott Fitter is doing now that he – is the guy calling the shots as far as the 53-man roster goes and putting together a free agency. And, of course, it's a collaborative effort between him and Nicole and David Tepper and, of course, Frank Reich and Samir Suleiman and Dan Morgan and all the scouts who that's the first people Scott Fitter went out there and thanked and praised when he sat there and spoke to the media on Monday. I'm not trying to sit here and downplay any of it. I'm just looking at the reality of the situation where the Panthers still have a ways to go before it's a situation – that you really feel good about out wide and even at tight end and maybe at running back as far as pass catchers go for this rookie quarterback. Like Sanders, Hurst, there's there's better guys out there, but it's not like you're going to dramatically upgrade, I think, from those positions of what you already have here. And Dalton Schultz, he was out there, he ended up only signing for $9 million out in Houston for a one-year deal. So the Panthers, I think, made out well with Hayden Hurst. I think they've made out well so far with Miles Sanders. Again, don't love the contract, but overall, I think he's a good player. I think he's going to make plays for this team. Just that wide receiver, there's still going to be a lot to be desired from that position. And I think going to next year, it's going to be a position group that's going to have to be addressed. Now, it's unfortunate the Carolina Panthers don't have their first-round pick in 2024, and we'll see how Scott's able to maneuver things. I don't know what the free agent wide receiver market's going to look like from now, if next year, and I also wonder if guy like T. Higgins or some of the other wide receivers out there who want to get paid don't get paid, and maybe the Carolina Panthers can be in on that deal and be able to acquire number one that way. And let's not forget, 
39th overall, right there in the second round. Scott Fitter talked about that on Monday, how that was a draft pick he did not want to part ways with. As much as it pained him to lose DJ Moore, he could not lose the opportunity to find his replacement there at 39. And yes, Scott's going to say we don't have that position settled as far as what we want to do. At, at, you know, They talk about they want to be best player available in the draft, and I believe that. But I have a hard time believing that when they get to 39, they're not going to end up taking wide receiver. Now we got to see how the rest of free agency plays out and what happens leading up to the draft. But right now, that has to be a wide receiver, of course, as long as the as it's the as long as it's the right guy. It's going to be a process. And I talked about this with Mike K last week. When you look at it, all right, you're still building this roster. They've gone out there, they got their foundation on defense, they got a good offensive line. Just playmakers. you got to find the right skill position, guys. You have this season to find out whether Terrace Marshall and Shai Smith and LaVishka Chanel, whether those guys can be a part of your wide receiver core who you can depend on. Maybe one of them emerges. Maybe all three emerge, but you have this year to figure that out. And, of course, I think probably a guy taking that 39th overall, maybe even later on in the draft, did they double dip at wide receiver. You have this year to figure out who are the guys that you want to keep around. You want Thielen in there as a, as a leader and someone who also can make some plays for you. But can Terrace Marshall, Shai Smith, LaVisca Chenault, can they be a part of the equation here in Carolina in that wide receiver room? It does not have to happen immediately. And I don't want people to lose sight of that. I want people to be excited, of course, about the moves that they make. Because Thielen, Sanders, Hurst, those were all good moves when you look at the players. And even, some ways, look at the money that it took to get them. Now, there's some people out there who believe Adam Thielen's an overpay. I believe paying any running back's an overpay. I think Hayden Hurst think that's a solid deal. But the Panthers... Went out there and filled the gaps. They did what I asked them to do. I just don't necessarily subscribe to the belief that they are putting the rookie quarterback in a good position to succeed as far as it goes to the on-the-field talent surrounding him out wide. It's better than it was at the end of last season. I just don't think it's one of you know, the top half that we have here in the NFL. Now, it doesn't have to be that way right away, but eventually they got to get there. And I'm not really sweating the situation on offense. I'm not going to pretend like they haven't upgraded because they certainly have upgraded up to this point, but they still don't have an elite offensive unit. And I don't think anyone's even saying that. But Panther fans have a right to be excited about Scott Fitter and the Carolina Panthers are doing so far in free agency. I just would, you know, kind of press pause on any belief that that collection of pass catchers is exactly what we're looking for as far as it goes with that rookie quarterback. But as far as the situation of they've done everything to support the quarterback, they have done that. And Andy Dalton is a part of that. They talk about his leadership, his expertise, the person that he is, and the fact that he's played as a rookie quarterback in this league. He can be that mentor. You got Dalton. You brought in Sanders. You brought in Hurst. You brought in Thielen. You brought in McCrary on the offensive line. They've done pretty much all that you could even expect and ask from them reasonably through the past eight days to get to this point to where, all right, much better situation than where they were that Friday evening when they traded away DJ Moore. I just don't think it's like the most ideal, the best situation that they could be putting a rookie quarterback going in to 2023. But again, plenty of time. Toe does not meet toe does not meet leather until September, anyways. So we'll see how it works out as we lead up to the draft next month in April. And speaking of the draft, all the discourse here in Carolina is going to be surrounding what they're going to do at number one. Well, they made it very clear on Monday, they being Frank Reich and Scott Bitter, that. Surprise, they're taking a quarterback. Now, they won't tell you who, even though one reporter tried to uh, get a little of that information from Frank Reich. But the Carolina Panthers will tell you that size may 
not be what they're all that concerned about. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. But before we do that, what an incredible weekend of March Madness we just saw with just the men's and the women's tournament. The women's tournament's also really good, y'all. They have a ton of upsets in the men's tournament. The women's tournament does not have that many upsets, which actually leads to better games, if we're being honest. But either way, the tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers, which could be you, get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus... FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout of a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So who are the Carolina Panthers going to take at number one overall? That was a question that I was forced to answer last week when I went on Bleacher Report Live and did a live stream talking about Panthers free agency. They're like, all right, who are the Panthers taking number one? I told them, I don't know, guys. The draft's on until April 27th. I'm not going to tell you who I think they're going to take until April 27th. I honestly haven't even really thought that much about it because I've been focused on free agency. It's baby steps, y'all. Baby steps. It's like when the weekly Friday mailbag comes out, and people ask me, like, a bunch of draft questions in, like, November. I'm like, can we get through the season first? And when I asked in January, I was like, can we hire a coaching staff first? And when we get to March, can we, you know, figure out free agency first? Like, I'm going to answer your questions. I just don't want to be backed in the corner right now. And the Carolina Panthers also aren't going to back themselves in the corner as far as it goes to evaluating his quarterbacks and making the decision right now. I think it was Frank Reich who said, you don't have to make a decision until you really have to make a decision. And you would think that doesn't come until, well, I would believe before April 27th, at least that week, they would know who they're going to take. I don't think it's going to be, oh, Panthers on the clock. All right, fellas, who are we taking? Richardson, Levis, Stroud, Young? No, I think they'll have it figured out by then. But right now, over a month away, about five weeks away from now, they're good. They don't have to make a decision. Pro days are about to go on. They're going to get to see Will Will Levis. They're going to get to see Bryce Young, they're going to get to see C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. They're going to get to see these guys again up close and personal. They're going to bring them in for their top 30 visits. That was confirmed by Frank Reich on Monday. They're going to continue to evaluate these guys. And honestly, the Panthers would be doing themselves a disservice if they weren't going to take this process slowly and really think about it because they cannot get this wrong, y'all. Frank Reich gets this wrong. He's never going to be an NFL head coach again. Scott Fitter gets this wrong. He's going to lose his job. Maybe he'll be a GM. I'm sure at some point in time, someone might look at, okay, well, the owner in Carolina, look what he had when he got there. Matt Rule had all the control at first. So is it really Fitterer's fault? I don't know. We'll see. But they can't get this wrong, because I certainly don't want to sit here and talk about a crappy football team with a bad quarterback anymore. And I know that y'all don't want to watch a crappy football team with a bad quarterback anymore. Oh, Lord knows. David Tepper, who spent $2.25 billion liquid, does not want to watch a crappy football team with a bad quarterback anymore. So they need to take their time in evaluating these quarterbacks. And they can't be all too concerned about something like size. That is going to be the key debate, I feel like, especially when the general consensus among us Panther fans and I think most people 
outside of Mel Kuyper Jr., who has Will Levis as his top quarterback. The general consensus is the top two guys are Bryce Young out of Alabama, C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. Now, C.J. Stroud, 6'3", accurate, good athlete. We finally saw him utilize that athleticism against Georgia on New Year's Eve in that playoff loss. Good player. Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, awesome player, great leader, cerebral, everything you want out of a quarterback, maturity-wise, and, of course, on the field. Just a question about him is, all right, he's 5'10", 204. Bryce Young is smaller than me. I'm 6'1", 208 last time I weighed in. I'm trying to get down to 200. But 208, I'm not fat, but I'm just trying to get down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> ISI, try to help me out there. Bryce Young's smaller than me. And when I think about that, especially as someone who likes Bryce Young more than C.J. Stroud right now, key right now, that's a hard pill to swallow that me, at 30 years old, not an NFL quarterback, certainly not in that kind of shape, and could not take the physical toll of a single football game. It's hard to believe, and not really believe, but it's hard to just kind of wrap my mind around how a quarterback who I would endorse coming to Carolina is – height and weight-wise, smaller than me. Now, Bryce Young's definitely going to be stronger than me, and that's important. But I'm really concerned about who can play the position. And Frank Reich kind of dispelled the notion that he only will coach a tall quarterback or a quarterback of a certain size. Peter King, it was last Monday, put out how Frank Reich has only coached like two guys under like six foot three or four, whatever it is, and how – he thinks that Frank Reich is going to want a taller quarterback, and C.J. Stroud has been said by some folks to be the ideal quarterback to put into this offense. Will Levis could also fit that. Maybe Anthony Richardson could fit that. You look at those three, they have the traits that you're looking for, especially Richardson. Maybe not accuracy, but the other traits, he's got it. Levis, he's got the traits that you want. Same thing with Stroud. Bryce Young doesn't necessarily have all of them as far as like the size but he has what I think is the most important, the ability to pay, play the position, the ability to dissect the defense and to put the ball where it needs to be. And Stroud can do that. And at times, Levis and Richards can, can do that, but they have not done it to the consistent level of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, which is why we think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are the top two quarterbacks heading into this draft next month. But Frank Reich went out there and said, don't read into anything that you see out there about me only wanting a tall quarterback. He said, I'm just saying all these people are putting this label on me that I only work with big quarterbacks. He's saying that is not necessarily the case. The Panthers, again, would be doing themselves a disservice if they discounted Bryce Young just because of his size. It should be a factor, absolutely, but it should not be the factor. The important factor should be who can process, who can be a leader, who can be accurate, who can manage the game at the line of scrimmage, who can do all the little things throughout the week? Those are the things that Frank Reich and Scott Fitter talked about on Monday. Who plays the position the best? Who gives the team the best chance to win? So often we get so caught up in the traits. And Josh Allen, for a little bit, did not look like he had what it took to actually play the position. He figured it out, and boy did he, because he's awesome. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, smaller guys who figured out how to play the position and who were able to stay healthy even despite being smaller guys. And Bryce Young didn't have those health issues at Alabama. He missed that one game this past year with the shoulder injury against A&M, but he came back after that was totally fine. So it's football. Young could get banged up. Stroud could get banged up. 
Richardson could get banged up. Levis could banged up. It's a physical game. And you look at the size thing, okay, they're less likely to get hurt. There's plenty of dudes who are huge that all, they get injured. Cam Newton had plenty of injuries, and that guy's a physical freak. So we get caught up in the size and traits when really we should be caught up in who can play the position at the highest level. I think Bryce Young can do that. I also think that C.J. Stroud could do that. But the Carolina Panthers don't have to make that decision now. They have five-plus weeks to do that, and I think we should all understand that, okay, size, it's important, but it's not the only thing. And Frank Reich and Scott Fitter and the Carolina Panthers brass also are sitting there understanding that, yeah, we're looking at a lot more than just how tall is the guy, how much does he weigh, and all of those other physical tools, which, of course, are important, but not the only thing that matters. All right, so um, Scott Fitter and Frank Reich, again, spoke to the media on Monday. He has some other things to say, especially about Adam Thielen, their plan for the rookie, and will Brian Burns be getting paid anytime soon? We'll talk about some of the other takeaways from this past afternoon's press availability. We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, let's talk again about our friends over at Built. The Built March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make a count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one special locked-on fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built Best Bars or Puffs delivered monthly straight to their door. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you, but they are. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate on every single bar and puff. Run, do not walk to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. We learned a lot on Monday. We did not learn uh, who the Carolina Panthers are going to be taking at number one overall, although Vegas, uh, especially our friends over at Fandle, will tell you that's going to be C.J. Stroud, and that still remains to be seen. But we did learn a few things on Monday from both Frank Reich and Scott Fitter, like Reich's not asking to be pigeonholed into only wanting a certain size quarterback that he's going to evaluate everything and that the Carolina Panthers uh, feel like they are putting their quarterback in a good situation and that everything they've done so far is support the rookie, which I agree with the latter, the former, not so much so far, but we'll see what else they do the rest of free agency. And of course, once the draft comes up and then who could they potentially add once we have the initial 53 man roster cuts later on in August. But as far as wide receivers go, the Panthers needed them. And they've gone out there and they've gotten one in Adam Thielen, three years, $25 million, 14 mil guarantee, 10 in the first year and 14 over the first two years here in Carolina. And Adam Thielen, I was surprised that he wanted to come here. I saw he was talking to Pat McAfee and he was saying it's not just about, by the way, McAfee broke the news. Guy's killing it, as we already know. Um, but he was telling Pat McAfee that, yeah, I wasn't just going out there and trying to get the money. Yes, yes I want to make money again because, I mean, I'm about to be 33 years old, and that's important. Um, but also, he wanted to go somewhere where, you know, he could have a good situation for his family, where he felt like he could win a Super Bowl, which he believes here in Carolina. And that was the one thing with Thielen at this stage of his career. I was wondering, I was like, all right, I get why you would come to Carolina. Like, it's a great place to live. You're from Minnesota, been there your entire life, and have brutal winners. So, yeah, come to Carolina, beautiful place to live. 
an opportunity to be that top wide receiver, especially when you look at the current wide receiver core and who they may draft at 39th overall if they do take a wide receiver who they might add it also in free agency later on. So Thielen can come into where he's going to be the guy. And I guess that's what he's looking for at this stage in his career, which is good for him. The Carolina Panthers certainly look at him as someone who can help them, not just as a leader, but also as someone who they said the team needs right now. The offensive staff laid out their vision for Thielen and with him in this offense with that rookie quarterback. And Adam Thielen is excited about the challenge. And I'm excited to have Adam Thielen here in Carolina, absolutely, because I loved watching him play in Minnesota with the Vikings, and I'm hoping to love him play, love watching him play here in Carolina. So the Panthers – they really see Adam Thielen as being a big-time player for them. Now, is he going to be like 1,000 yards big-time like he used to be in his career? I doubt that. Health is going to be important, of course, but he can still give you, I think, the 700, 800 yards that we saw receiving last season, of course, as long as the quarterback play is up to par. And say what you will about Kirk Cousins, hey, man, he got Thielen and Jordan and Justin Jefferson the ball plenty of times the last couple seasons. The Carolina Panthers need to get that out of Andy Dalton and whoever they take at number one overall this upcoming season. They feel really good about Adam Thielen now being here in Carolina. As far as Lamar Jackson goes, a couple teams out there a couple weeks ago said that, ah, we're not interested in Lamar. The Panthers are one of them. Falcons are one of them. And seemingly every team that needed a quarterback was one of them. Now, the Raiders were telling the truth because they've gone out and got Jimmy Garoppolo. The Carolina Panthers, of course, were telling the truth because they went out there and traded up to number one to get a quarterback. The Falcons... Are you guys still lying? You guys really not interested in Lamar? Okay, we'll find out. But either way, the Carolina Panthers, Scott Fitter uh, in particular, said that, yes, of course, you have the conversations, but they were really focused on the quarterbacks at the top of the draft. And Frank Reich later on said that, yeah, we're taking quarterback, obviously, and we're going to bring in the top four guys for top 30 visits. Lamar, good player, but the money that surrounds it, the cap space and all that kind of stuff, the draft picks, Panthers, of course, parted ways with draft picks, but the ability to still get someone in the first round this year, that would not have existed had they gone out and got Lamar Jackson. The Panthers were fine doing it the conventional way, drafting and developing, and, of course, having that rookie wage salary in the first round and the option of the fifth year later on down the road. Now, what's the plan for the rookie quarterback? We're going to debate it whenever he gets here. People are going to say, he's got to start day one. Oh, he lost week one. Dalton sucks. Put in a rookie. And there's gonna be might be people like, oh hey, team's five and zero. Andy Dalton's out there spinning it. Maybe we should wait. Don't know how many people will be there saying that. And I don't know if they're gonna go five and zero with Andy Dalton. Um, but there's gonna be plenty of opinions as far as it goes. What the Panthers' plan should actually be for the rookie quarterback. And Frank Reich says that he's gonna play when the time is right, and that ideally you want to play the guy when the guy is ready and when the team is ready, which is also important because you have to look at the team wants to win. And the NFC South is still wide open. New Orleans would be the favorite, and I believe they are the Vegas favorite right now. But we'll see what it looks like after free agency plays out, after the draft, once we get down to training camp. And, of course, there'll be injuries that alter everybody's season. Not everybody's, but some teams' seasons. Who has good fortune? Who has misfortune? We'll see how that plays out throughout the rest of the year leading up to the season. But ideally, you want to play the guy when he's ready, but also when the team's ready. And the Carolina Panthers cannot go out there and just put – Stroud or Young or Richardson or Levis's development over the overall team. Look at the Jets. The Jets were putting Zach Wilson's development over the team until the point where he was so bad. All right, we got to put the team first and bring in Mike White. It didn't work out in the end, but they understood that 
man, we're going to lose this locker room if we got a guy out here who's not ready to play, who's not making enough plays for us, and we're in position to be a playoff team. So if the Panthers are in position to be a playoff team and don't think the rookie quarterback is ready to go, then by all means, roll on with Andy Dalton. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team with Andy Dalton. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team with the rookie quarterback this year. But the team aspect of this also is something that people cannot forget when we have these conversations later on about when the rookie quarterback should play. Now, Frank Reich says that he has thoughts in his mind on how he wants it to play out. And he talked about when he was here, um, what, back in 95, how he started the first three games and they had a bye, then it was Kerry Collins. And if that's how it works out with the Panthers, get an early buy, which I actually think would be really beneficial to get the team out there, maybe under Dalton, and then have that buy, then go to the rookie and have that transition. Don't think that would be a bad situation at all. But we'll see what the schedule looks like as that does not come out until May. God, the NFL, why can't you just release it today? We know who they're playing. We just don't know the schedule dates. Um, as far as some other things, what are other needs that they have? As Scott Fitter was asked about this, um, still would like to get a big defensive lineman. I've talked about finding someone who could be – um, a run stopper, someone who can set the edge. Uh, they also would like to get some vertical speed at wide receiver. Um, we're thinking DJ Chark, Scott Fitter said, uh, we're going to let that play out. Maybe they get that signing. We'll see if that works out. Um, also, another edge rusher, something we discussed yesterday, and they're still looking at an inside linebacker. So where does Jeremy Chin fit into this defense then if you're looking for another inside linebacker. Scott Federer is saying that he's probably going to play more of a big nickel, a dime linebacker in this defense, and he gives him a lot of flexibility in the back end. And who knows, maybe they add another player into that secondary. I would absolutely think they would do that, especially at corner, just knowing the health concerns that have been there the last two seasons with both J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson, who went on the field together, make a really good tandem for the Carolina Panthers and here in the NFL. And with Brian Burns. One of my off-season checklists was to extend the man. Let's not, let's not mess around, y'all. Let's not, let's not fool around with, um, with uh, franchise tags. Let's not do any of that next year. Let's go ahead and get this deal done. Let's open up some cap space to need be. So what's going to happen? Well, Scott Fitter says that mm, they'll probably look into it after the draft. They're focused on evaluating these quarterbacks, getting this draft class in, maybe getting some other players through free agency. And then they'll get to the contract talk with Brian Burns. And thinking about it, last year with DJ Moore, of course, he's no longer a Carolina Panther. They got that deal done in March. Brian Burns can be a little bit more complicated because it can be a little bit more moolah. So we'll see how that works out here in Carolina. But that's a couple of the other notes from Fitter and Frank Reich as they spoke to the media on Monday here in Charlotte. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where you can either at me or DM me to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Wednesday.